Sundeep and I play Zabble in the guild and you're listening to the Pixelated Geek. You did it. Congratulations. Way to listen to stuff. Hey everyone, welcome to the Pixelated Podcast. I'm your host, Nelson, aka i7x from pixelatedgeek.com. I'm here with our cool co-hosts and other writers from Pixelated Geek. Bill Shibley, we call him Shibs, what all up? the way from Boston. And we got Raul, all the way from San Jose. No, Berkeley. San Jose is like an hour south. <laughs> Get it right. Well, there you... Get it right, motherfucker. In the and ye- we have Nelson, who's never seen a map in his life of his own state that he lives in. Hi, Nelson. <laughs> and I would like I'm to thank... Uh, in Canada. And, and I would like to thank uh, the children. It's for the children and um, the Iraqs, such as Berkeley. Um, and our other co-host, our special co-host... Joe the Peacock from Mentally Incontinent dot com and Joe the Peacock dot com. He has an awesome book. If you haven't checked it out, what the fuck's wrong with you? He's all over Reddit. He's everywhere. He's a big internet celebrity. He he's a big deal. He's a big deal. I love how every time I'm on here, you name it, everything else I do except for I work for Fark. Well. I don't know you on. <laughs> like, okay, that's here's the, the one thing, thing I get called on I, I, every time. It's like, dude, you work for us. How come you don't mention us? And I'm like, I do. It's okay. Just the host is a jerk and doesn't even know where Berkeley is. I go to Reddit and that's it. Reddit and RSS feed to the Nelson Failcast. Okay, done. <laughs> done. That's all he ever does is come onto these podcasts and just epically fail. Nelson all the time. Failcast. Okay, that's the name of this episode. Got it horrible anyway so look we usually go around the table and just find out what we've been doing for the past week since the last podcast uh so let's start with me i've been to blizzcon and we're going to talk about that shortly it was fun it was it was fun for the first day the second day it was meh and then saw ozzy osbourne was just cool but we'll get into that more but that's what i've been doing and just, you know, setting up for it, going to it, and coming home from it, and I'm fucking tired. But I'm still doing this, and that's my week. Yes, it is. Um, Bill, what... What's up? Why didn't you join us for the last podcast? Because uh, I don't like you. Then why are you here? Because I like you again now. Oh, I love you. That's my baby. I were here. I'm very emotionally unstable. All right, so let's just tell us what you tell us what you've been doing. Um, so I spent a good portion of this week uh, glued to the internet, following the uh, the Gamescom news coming out of Germany. I wasn't actually there, but I was uh, paying paying quite a lot of attention to it. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, some good stuff came out of there. I guess we'll get into that later, though. Yeah. Um, other than that been going back and playing some some old games uh i i got back into dead space this week i don't know if you guys played dead space but that game is fucking awesome that's something um, you're gonna get into what 
what happened to your what happened to your car? Because that's what you said. Like something happened to your car. That's why you couldn't come to the last podcast. That's not why I couldn't. No, that really had nothing to do with it. That oh, was so you lied like to a, me? No, I didn't lie to you at all. That was just um, kind of an unrelated um, stress of the week. Oh, okay. Well, if it's personal issues, you know, you got to get that checked out. So I'm working on it. All right. Well. Glad to have you back because I was kind of feeling sad when you left us, and I was like, "You're the one who wanted to do this in the first place." He was. He was. He was about ready to cry last time. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Thank you. You're back, Raul. What you been doing? Well, first off, I've been really happy that my 360 hasn't failed. Hasn't failed on me again. Nice. Did you wrap a towel around it again? After I did the, after the last time I did the towel trick, I just left it standing up, and mm-hmm. it hasn't failed since. Nice. So you don't do the towel trick trick anymore. I don't have to do. I haven't had to do it for like a few days. For the people for the people who don't understand what we're talking about, towel trick. Tw- I can't twick? even twick. Yeah, towel trick. You wrap your three sixty with a towel, let it overheat. And then play it when it's cooling down or something like that, Once and it, it works. Down. It, it causes, like, the motherboard to, like, reset or something. The chipset to reset. Just the weirdest thing. But I'm glad everything's working for you and you've been playing games, so congrats on that. Yeah. And I also downloaded the uh, Dissidia Final Fantasy demo for my PSP. Awesome demo. Getting the game on Tuesday. Fuck yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, and our special guest co-host joe peacock what you've been doing man um oh my there's so much to update you on and i can't update you on any of it um <laughs> okay well so, then yeah, awesome. um, you're not special enough nelson damn it well no i'm the special guest motherfucker um so basically let's see as you are aware I, I did, how much do you want to really know dude there's a lot going on um how's your book do- how's your book doing how's your second book doing uh, it's off of the printer. Um, oh, nice. I I approved the final manuscript. I have. Ooh, hold on, I can show you. Check it out. Watch this. Um, you people listening right now, what you're missing is cool as fuck. Um, it's my book. Cool. <laughs> oh, you got it. Yeah, they finally shipped a. It's a, a physical. Copy. It's physical. Yep, and I got two of them, Nelson. One for my wife, and one for you for doing the truffle shuffle. Are no? Are you serious? I swear to God. No, I get one of the first copies. One of these is yours, buddy. No, oh, I, I, oh, yeah. I, I feel And honest. check it out. It says, not for sale right there. You see that? People at home, it says not for sale. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, that's for you, buddy. It's oh, awesome. Oh, my God. I, I, oh, I can't wait to read it. I'm oh, come on. self-promotion. Gotta hey, he it. asked. If he hadn't asked, I wouldn't have said, I would have said, I've been hanging out with my dogs and my cats. <laughs> no, no. It, if you guys don't know what Mensley Incontinent is yet, you guys have to go to that website and read it. But this is the Pixelated Geek Show, so let's get to that, man. We got yeah. a lot to cover, right? Oh, yeah. We got a lot to cover. Let me see. How, we, how am I doing on time? We, we got another minute on introductions, if, if you, you want to talk about anything else, Joe. Um, I, this, um, two weeks ago, I became the largest private owner of Akira Cells in the nation. And I oh. just got word last week that uh, a museum is hooking up with me to display my exhibit. Oh, wow. So there you go. There's my news. That's what I've been working on the past, I don't for, know, six months, but now this week. 
for the people who don't know this huge internet celebrity we got, he is a huge, <laughs> he's a huge Akira fan. I mean, his whole arm, his whole whole arm has a tattoo of it's like a mural. Hold it up. It's a, yeah, hold it up for the for the camera. Let me make your uh, boom. Look at that. Oh Jesus Christ! Just so, right. Look at that. All the way, full sleeve. Oh yeah, all the way up. Legit. If you want to see what we're talking about, uh, for the people who are just listening to the podcast and not watching to the live recording, you can just search our website, pixelategeek.com, for just search for Akira or Joe the Peacock, and you will see his arm tattoo and a review. Of, well, not really a review, an article by uh, James McGinley, one of our writers for anime. So let's get started on topics. Big, uh, two big things happened over the over the week. We had Gamescom that happened first in Germany, and then we had BlizzCon happen in Anaheim, California. So, I guess we'll start with BlizzCon, and overall impression of that was it smelled like nerd, and I kept tweeting for people before I went there. I kept tweeting, please take a shower, everyone, and when I got there. Some people didn't shower, unfortunately, um, as with every geek convention. And when going in, I, I had the expectation of, okay, it's not, don't think it's going to be something huge. Just go there expecting that it's just a small little convention. And I wanted Blizzard to prove me wrong. And they kind of did, kind of not. It was just the same thing. You walk there, you play three demos, which is the new World of Warcraft expansion, Diablo 3, and StarCraft 2. And that's about all you do, and listen to news in the in the main hall. So it was, it was fun meeting new people and meeting all the fans of Blizzard and meeting the, the devs. But I think the best part is actually going to the parties, actually getting one-on-one -on -one while they're kind of loopy and kind of drunk. I met up with the the cast from Guild. Um, I know that my friend Darren got, he was getting me a drink, and next thing you know, he happened to bump into Chris Metzen, one of the lead guys of World of Warcraft or Blizzard, and Chris Metzen got him that drink, which I was, so I got a free drink from Chris Metzen, was pretty cool. Um... So there was two parties if who else did I meet? People from Wowhead, people from that Joe Garcia girl who played the Wii Fit in her underwear on on Playboy.com or something like that. Lots of makeup when you're real next to her. I mean like right next to her. And so I thought she was pretty, but meh. Are you guys getting bored yet? Yes. No, not I'm always I'm always bored when it has anything to do with Blizzard, especially since we did this last week. Well, okay. Well, I'm giving you my overall impression. What what do you what do you want? What do you want from me? Should we just move on? Well, let's talk well, about I mean, some of the no, give us yeah, give us the the lowdown, man. Like not the hey, here's what happened, but like the overarching. I don't care if someone from Blizzard bought you a drink. Let's talk about you know. Yeah, you yeah, do. I'm I feel cool, man. Give us impressions, man. I mean, not not just hey, this thing happened, then this thing happened. I mean, give it some spice. What's the Who first did panel you they sleep had? with? I slept on the floor while Dan slept on the second bed, and Jamie and Sean slept in their own bed. So it was a two-bedroom apartment. That's who I slept with myself on the floor. 
Good lord, you you'd never make it in the fiction market, buddy. Um, <laughs> you, you, it's BlizzCon. You need some like, horrid, drunken, elfin, horrid, betraying bitch to just totally take you on the floor or something. I mean, there I wasn't many. There now. wasn't many women's there, and if there was some women's, usually they're hired women's in elf costumes. Do you have any half human, half elf children on the way? Yes, yes, I do. That would be a good story. <laughs> well, I pl I got to play Diablo three and got to play StarCraft two. Okay. Uh, StarCraft two is looking great. Got to play multiplayer against Dan. Owned him in about seven minutes with Protoss, and uh, yeah, all the new units is just. Hard to wrap my head around because I haven't played an RTS in a long time. So all the strategies, you only get 10 minutes to play. So all the strategies, you know, you don't know what strategies you use because it's just... And wait, just a quick question. How much did it cost you to enter this event? Or anyone? How much was the ticket to this event? $125. $125 and they're going to tell you you can play this new game that you're going to spend money on for 10 minutes? It's basically right. their way to say, hey, we need a way for people to pay us for focus testing. No, you know what it is, is them saying, fuck you. That's more what they the beta is. But yeah. Yep, uh, well, they, they, got, they got their monies, they got what they wanted, and uh, Diablo 3's new, new monk character made me want to come back to, made me want to come back to Diablo, and I can't wait for Diablo 3 to come out. My first impression of the monk character is Fist of the North Star. If any of you watch anime, um, Fist of the I North... I don't. Oh, well then, damn. Never seen it. Uh, all the moves of... Uh, am I the only one who's seen Fist of the North Star? Seriously? I've seen it, you dummy. Come on. I haven't seen it, and I'm actually ashamed of that. Okay, so, Joe, you know what I'm talking about when the, the main character does, like, these fast punches, and next thing you know... The guy's like, "What happened?" And then he just explodes out of nowhere. Like, oh yeah, it's it's that's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, so that's one of the moves of this monk class. He hits really lightly, but after a while, the the thing will do will explode, and any monsters around him get splash damage. So that's see, that's actually a big comfort to me because when I heard there was a monk class, I thought it was going to be an obsessive compulsive detective. Who went around and saw things <laughs> by picking them up with tissues? Oh man, okay, no, it's not, that, would, it's not that. It's not that kind of. That would actually be awesome. I'd pay for that. <laughs> I I was just concerned. I mean, you know, I mean, bacteria fearing, you know, guy with a lisp. <laughs> so yeah, the monk class uh, adds a little bit of fun to it, and I can't wait for Diablo three to come out. I hope it comes out next year, because that'll be. There's Mike. <laughs> Who's 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 Mike? Who's Mike? Oh come on, you've read the books. From, oh, uh, that's Mike. <laughs> you made a movie about one of the stories and totally miscast him. Come on, Sorry. dude. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. From my understanding, um, Blizzard said that both Cataclysm and StarCraft II will be out in 2010, but they did not say that Diablo would be. Uh, I They're can... not putting a date on Diablo at all. They have yeah. no one said yeah. a thing. Oh, I, okay. Sorry for the people who are WoW fanatics. I could care less about Cataclysm nowadays. Um, 
I'm not, I'm not a fan of the WoW. After I quit it cold turkey, and, you know, I just realized that the game is just a huge time sink. <laughs> well, right. something about, uh, like, you know, eating food and living life and having a job and meeting a girl and having sex it just totally puts you off WoW. Yeah. I don't know what it is about it. We, we can we can segregate right here, but let me just run down the quick news <laughs> for the people who probably haven't heard it, but they probably have anyway. So Actually, no, I'm not going to go into Cataclysm. You guys just go to the website and figure it out. Just know that well, it, Cataclysm is World of Warcraft 2. They've redid the whole, the whole old world, so you can fly in it. You level up to 85. There's no and new And you can hero. play as worgen and goblins. Bang. Like, that's it. Yeah, that's worgens, right. goblins, new And they're dungeons. getting rid of a bunch of stuff, too, I think. Yeah, it's, it's World of Warcraft 2 because a lot of the stat systems, they said, fuck it, we're starting from scratch. There like, there's no more attack power, I think they said. No more spell power. Hunters have no more mana usage. Um, uh, Food has lost its taste. Food, yeah, there the you world go. has no meaning. Music doesn't sound the same. I don't know what I'm going to do when Cataclysm takes over you. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so that's basically all the news you need to know and a bunch of guild stuff like tra you can transfer a whole guild to a new server, but just check it out on our website. Our new our new uh, blogger, Bill, will be posting that all up. It's another Bill, not you, Shibs. Um, yeah, he'll be posting that up. I have uh, to say, tomorrow. Nelson, you're bitching. You're bitching a lot about WoW, but last week you were just you were you were bitching and moaning because you wanted to play again. Yeah, and then after I re after I realized what's going on, I'm like, no, I can't go back in it. I can't go back in it. It's just gonna be I, a time sink. I'll I'll take a wait and see with that because I I I I, I kind of picture you just like slowly getting your way back in there and getting addicted again, under under Jessica's radar. No, no, I can't. I can't do that to her. I can't do that to her. That, let, uh, let me ask a personal question. It's not gross. Has Jessica taken a stand against WoW? Yes, uh, uh, a huge stand against. All right. WoW. Let me ask you a question. Would you cheat on Jessica with another woman? No. Then don't cheat on her with a game, dude. I, I don't yeah. Do it. It's yeah. the same thing. It's the same thing. I wouldn't cheat on. Yeah, no. I wouldn't quite so say I, play, same I can't thing. play EverQuest or WoW or any of those. No MMOs. None. Not even EVE Online. I can't do any of them. Is I Diablo mean, is Diablo 3 considered an MMO? No, because you can walk away no. from it and come back and you're fine. Okay, it's then the that, that's where it's I'm going. Game. That That's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. I'm happy with Diablo. Um, so we should segue to... For more news and information about BlizzCon and the Costume Cloud Test Pictures, just go to pixelategeek.com. And for the people who are listening in on the live stream, which we do every Sunday around 7.30-ish, 8-ish, whatever, just come on in to pixelategeek.com. That's PST, by the way, not real time. That's Pacific time. Yes, Pacific time. Thank you. Uh, you can call in. Just message me on Skype, i7x. Just add me. Send me a message, and we'll go to your question if you have any. Just message me at any time. Um, next topic, we're just going to segue into MMO addictions. Um, so, there's While we're talking about it. Man. Yeah. So, <laughs> While we're talking. <laughs> we might as well segue right into that. MMO yeah, we're going to segue because we are talking about it. Because I'm, yeah. Well, I mean, let's, let's, why don't we just break out the big clue bat and just, you know, jump right into it. I believe that 
you know, the reason why Nelson's segueing into this so gently is because he <laughs> and I have had multiple conversations about this over the past, oh, yeah. what, four years or so? I Nelson? used to be addicted to WoW really bad. I used to play it at work. I used to stress over that I wasn't getting home in time for a raid that was scheduled. Uh, it was bad. And, and your brother, who's your brother? I have two brother-in-laws. No, no, no! Your your internet brother. Who's oh, your internet brother? Uh, I think his name is Peacock the Joe. Yes, and he he related to you, right? That that this is what would happen, because he remembers the day you bought WoW, and he said, "What did he say?" He said, "Don't get addicted to it. I played EverQuest, and you should you should leave it if you're getting too addicted. Something around that area. Something that was- he can say right now. I told you so." No, never, never. I told you so because that doesn't do a damn bit of good. It's it's more along the lines of, hey, you won't do that again, and if you do, you're an idiot and on your own. But and Jess can back me up on that, right? So, I mean, basically, the way I kind of looked at it was, um, you know, when I got into college, I got into all these muds and moods, and it's it's wow without all the pretty pictures, and uh, you had to draw your own maps and cool shit. And then when EverQuest came out, it was like, oh, cool. You know, I'm going to dig into this whole awesome 3D whatever. And the next thing I know, I'm spending literally 60 to 70 hours a week running six paid-for accounts all grouped together with these macros I've written myself just to camp leap goods around all over damn EverQuest so that I can have the best stuff. Wow. It, it was sad. It was so I, sad. I have an EverQuest question. Is okay. it true that you could order pizza from in EverQuest? Um, in a hack, uh, and it, it was it was a hack. It was um there that was actually post my time. Um, I actually left the game shortly after Runa's Krunark, which is the big lizard man expansion, and I think the hack that allowed you to do that came later. Um, and that's sad that I even know that because when you're supposed to quit something, you're not supposed to, you know, be a part of it. You don't go up and smell the cooking heroin after you've kicked the habit, right? <laughs> um, so like. I used to read the sites, and I was in uh, like uh, EQ Guilds and you know, EQ Magic, and uh, uh, what was that dude's? Um, he used to be real popular with WoW now, but uh, one of the big Realm guys, like so, so far as Realm or some weird shit, where he had every single item, and I had these online catalogs of every character I had. What was really sad, and this is fun, um, I, I wrote an article for WebMD uh, back in 2003 or four uh, called I Was a Female Wood Elf Druid. And what it was about was I was actually taking role-playing to the, like this new meta level where I was role-playing a female who was playing EverQuest with these guilds I was part of just so I could get better shit, right? So on the message boards and in the guild meetings, this was pre-chat and pre-voice and pre-webcams, I would, I, would, I would come up with this alter ego of this Jennifer Rollins girl and convince these guys to give me all this stuff. It was awesome. Damn, you, it was, you it was took pathetic. it to... Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Dude, that's that's crazy. Uh, I, I thought I was crazy. Uh, the Someone in our chat room, her name... Let's find out. Let me find it. Let me find it. What'd she say? Chrissy Kins on, is watching our live recording. She oh, says I know that her. She's sweet. She says that her husband quit WoW, and he's using another game as his uh, quote-unquote Nicorette. But the craziest thing, I've never heard this before, his guild calls his house. Whoa. Like. That's like borderline stalker, right? Yeah, like. 
hey, come back to the guild. I, I, I don't know what, what is that all about, but that's just... Like, I mean, it's it's funny when you see it on the show, the guild, you know, with all, with, with, with the guild showing, showing up in real life, but I mean... Seriously, like you know, you're 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 to that point where somebody stops playing a video game, so you like start stalking them. That's, that's a little the danger, extreme. right? I mean, that's that's kind of the thing about investing, and it isn't MMOs. I need to be very clear. Like, in no way do I blame MMOs in and of themselves as being the danger, the problem, any more than I blame alcohol for making alcoholics. You know, I mean, yeah. guns don't cause murders. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just. It's the tools people use to escape their real lives. They go and they invest these vast amounts of time. I mean, you think about 60 hours a week. That was my time. I don't know how you were, Nelson. Were you a 40-hour guy, 60-hour guy? What were you? Um, probably 6 six to 11, sometimes 12. So that would be five hours of a day for weekdays. And then weekends were like, whatever. Yeah, so I mean, easily 40 hours, right? Could be. That's yeah. a full time job you're not getting paid for. And not that I think that getting paid for hourly work is the, you know, highest realm you could ever you know aspire to, but it beats the shit out of not making some money, right? I mean yeah. it beats the hell out of sitting in a chair drinking vast amounts of caffeine and sugar, having food delivered to your home because you don't leave to go get it, you know, or ramen or peanut butter and jellies. You know, it's just one of those things where I don't blame the game. I blame the person escaping the game. And when they have, they take that vast amount of time, they invest it in this thing that ultimately pays off nothing whatsoever. You know, and, and when, I, when I was told I have to hold this up again, when I quit playing the game is when I started writing on the Internet. And I will not pretend that I was doing anything great at all. I was just blogging and talking and whatever else. But, you know... What ultimately led me to it was that I am an obsessive type. I mean, who else goes out and spends bazillion dollars on a carousels? But what I found is that you can take obsession to a healthy level or to a goal-aspiring level or to a something productive, right? Yeah. Instead of just sitting there making sure that you have the biggest, best stick of everybody in your guild that you can't actually physically touch, go out and grab something for yourself, you know? I mean, go out and earn Something yeah. that matters, you know, when, a house, <laughs> when, a uh, fence. <laughs> at BlizzCon, they were showing off, like, the new artwork for the weapons and everything. And then everyone in the in the hall D were like, wow, and everything. I've seen their eyes. Their eyes got bigger. They're like, oh, cool, cool new weapons. There's not even stats on it yet. Um, and then they're like, okay, and here is the new legendary weapon. And when I saw it, I was like, did I... Do they really not take that much time to create something new? It looks very like, okay, uh, the artwork isn't really done to a legendary level, you know? And but it's the stats, man. And, the and stats. everyone was like, oh my god, that is the greatest thing ever. And I'm like, yeah, um, it's, one a, of the chat it's a glowing members, stick. One of the, one of the chat room people, uh, Mo Abelos, says is, is a guild like a cult. And one thing I would say is that some could be... Um, it, the thing that, that's important to understand about MMOs is that they're a model of real life, not and a replacement for some. But you know, just like real life, there are dangerous elements who lurk around and take advantage of people. There are some scam artists, and there are a ton of people in China who just want to mine your gold. Um, but you know, the the bottom line is that it isn't the game. You know, the game isn't the the problem. It's the people playing the game and taking things to this unhealthy level. If you're playing. 
you know, an hour or two a night with your significant other or with your friend or with your brother or, you know, I think, who was it, Bill? Or no, it was uh, Raul who's saying he's going to play this winter with his cousin, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, see, that's cool. That's spending time with someone doing something fun. I see it no different than playing Madden or sitting on the couch and, you know, goofing around with a game of, like, Nelson Nile hit Street Fighter. But it's when you've replaced your life with that life that things just get really out of hand, you know, and that's kind of where I'm at is I think that BlizzCon is nothing more than a Moss Eisley of that. It is, <laughs> it really is just nothing but a haven. If you're willing to fly out or travel, spend $125 just to go see what the new weapon is in this world you've replaced real life with, that's just unhealthy. And I don't mean it as an insult. I mean it as, you know, look, if you recognize that it's unhealthy and you continue to do it, at least you're honest with yourself. Good for you. That's great. I mean, you know, I think that Dr. House is a fantastic doctor on TV. He can handle his bike in. Good for him. It's when things fall apart. It's when your life falls apart. It's when your people leave you and your wife doesn't want to talk to you or your girlfriend or yeah. boyfriend. or A lot of people, you, a lot of people from everywhere. Uh, I talked to, talk to people from Pittsburgh, people from Philadelphia. Canada especially, a lot of people from Canada, it, people are coming all around, uh, at least North America, I think, uh, just to go there. And the weird, here's a, here's a weird thing that happened, three, I think two or three marriage proposals, and all, and both of them, or all three girls said yes, and it was on stage at, at BlizzCon, and that was, hmm, so a lot of things are happening at BlizzCon, um, yeah, we're they're paying money to do it, but I think people should spend forty dollars on the internet stream or the pay per view on Directv. They still get that World of Warcraft pet, and you know it's not it's not really worth you know the travel to to test out a game. And when you're testing out the game, you have to wait in line for like twenty minutes to get a fifteen minute or ten minute demo of the game. And again, that's not bad if it's something you're totally into. And I would say that. A developer or, you know, a burgeoning developer or someone who's interested in UIs or, you know, alternate experiences and realities should definitely go and investigate that sort of thing. Um, casual players, if they're into it and it's a good way to spend a weekend with their nephews or best friends who all play the game, it's a great outing. It's something you can all unify around. It's when it's a must do. You will die if you don't do this. You find yourself leaving work early. You, uh, you know, that's me. To vacation, you know what I mean? It's just anyway. Okay, um, so yeah, that that's MMO addiction, and there's a lot of websites out there for help, and there's like a bunch of. Let, let me recommend um, on Google Video for free, or no, 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 Hulu. I'm sorry, Hulu has an incredible documentary called Second Skin. Everyone should watch this. Just go to Hulu and look up Second Skin. It's an hour and 14, 15 minutes of your life. It's a long investment, but if you're curious at all about the world of MMOs, and it's an honest look. It's not a demonizing look, and it's not a glamorizing look. It just explores the lives of 10 people who basically either met through MMOs or live in MMOs and, and talks a lot about that stuff with no candy, with no sugarcoating, no BS. It's a fantastic documentary, and it'll... Either open your eyes or confirm a whole lot of stuff you've, you've you already know. And I know that Nelson's banging around in the chat room screaming at us to stop talking about this. So I'm gonna shut up. No, but yeah, I'll post that into the um, into the the podcast notes so you guys can watch the video. I also posted a link for WowDetox.com. Uh, that's where I went whenever I wanted to read some stuff. My 
my friends suggested that. But we got to move on to our next thing. Um, next big thing to us geeks, or to everyone, should be a big thing to everyone. Um, District 9, Raul finally saw it. Uh, Bill finally saw it. Joe has a couple of opinions on it. So um, let me go to Raul first. And what was, how was your take on District 9? Wait, hold on. Spoiler alerts if we say any. So I'm just covering it out there. If you don't want to yeah. hear about District 9, uh, fast forward you know, to somewhere. I'll say go ahead and turn on your volume now or something. But Raul, your take. To be honest, I was actually a little pissed, but not because of the movie itself, but because the crew that was working on District Nine was supposed to uh, was supposed to be the crew working on the Halo movie. Yes, yes. and right. given how I actually I really love the movie, love the story, cinematography was really good. If they had applied that to you know Halo, we could have had just one of the most absolutely breakthrough video game movies ever because everyone knows video game movies suck. Yeah. So, that was my... I think. Well, my now, only... hold on. I think you're being a little unfair to Tomb Raider. Oh, um, uh, no. Tomb Raider <laughs> is horrible. Come on. The, 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 one, of the, one, of the few, one of the few video game movies I actually have respect for is Silent Hill. <laughs> even yeah. that's pushing it. And Yeah, exactly. Even that's pushing it. It's not the greatest thing ever, but it is definitely one, of the, be- one of the better video game movies out there. Mario oh, Brothers man. movie, like Phil said, the Mario Brothers movie was genius. <laughs> should well, have should won awards. Great to yeah. watch just because of how bad it is. It's like the movie Hackers, honestly. I agree uh, with you. It's sort of one of those, you you don't it's even so have to force yourself good. to enjoy the shit out of it. It's so awesome. I mean, oh, it's just, man. I mean, anyone who spray paints their keyboard is a real hacker. Yep. You know, yep. spray paint that shit, camouflage. Here we go. Hack the world. Ah, we're going to get in the Gibson tonight. Okay, anyway, <laughs> so I didn't mean to derail. So back to okay. District 9. District 9. Um, so I rule, did, was it an awesome movie? Did you think it was awesome besides the fact that they could have been on Halo? No, the, the movie was definitely great. I, I enjoyed it the whole way through. I don't think there was... I don't really think there was a moment in the movie I didn't like. Okay. Cool. Like I, can, I can't really think of one. And let, probably if I like, if I dig really deep, I might be able to find something I didn't like about the movie. But I mean, just just on the off the top of my head, I just thought it was great. All right, Bill. You recently? When did you see it, Bill? I saw it last weekend, I believe. Oh, okay. Cool. And thoughts? Um. So I really, really liked the first half of the movie. Kind of how they. They set up it. They set up the movie with kind of like this documentary style, and um, the the story was um, really cool. How you know the alien ship was kind of hovering over um, what was the what was the country in Africa that Johannesburg. it took place? Johannesburg. Well, it, well, Johannesburg. Yeah. So the, it was. It was. Um, what was it? Shit. South Africa, Johannesburg. Yeah. We just said that. <laughs> well, yeah, so, no, uh, but you guys said he said the country. Johannesburg isn't a country. Well, I. I, I, I followed up with some, so, some okay, you win. Okay, just moving on. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's Johannesburg, South Africa. Let's move on. Okay, so... I will the, correct everyone, because I am I, awesome. You I will win was... an internet if you do. Go. Let Bill talk, dear oh, God! No, I'm shut up, be quiet. All right, so I thought it was cool how, kind of, you know, the spaceship was hovering over Johannesburg, and they had to go in there, and then they found all these kind of refugee aliens... And 
they took him down and, and, and the original motivation to put them in the, in the ghetto was kind of, you know, humanitarian, but it ended up everything going to shit. And it seemed like it was really going in the direction of a smart sci-fi movie that we hadn't seen in a long, that we have, I mean, like children of men was probably the best sci-fi movie that I've seen in the last few years. And, and district nine was on par with that for, I thought for a while, and then it just kind of delved into summer blockbuster actiony movie the last half of it and like that was cool and I and I appreciated it but I feel like it it felt very disconnected from the first half of the movie. Okay, um, my thoughts are complete opposite. Uh, I felt that the first part was the first part was needed. The first half was needed to set it up and to make <laughs> sure that your mind understood that this is acceptable. That aliens are with us for. For a number of years already, you know, because if they didn't have that first half uh, for that long first half that a lot of people got bored of, um, you know, it, it it wouldn't really work out for the second half. Um, the second half was uh, full of action, and I, I loved it because it made me want Halo movie more and more. I mean, with that power suit and the the guns and the special effects. I mean, everything said but, Halo. Everything but said Halo. The, what sci-fi movie doesn't have that stuff? Like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. But um, you know, I just felt like the first half dragged, but was needed. But I still love the movie, and it, I think it's the the best movie of the summer. That's my opinion. I I agree with you that it was definitely the best movie of the summer. Maybe maybe I thought Star Trek was better or at least as good, but, um... It was a close second. Definitely good. Star Trek was yeah. good. D District um, 9 uh, made me come out of the movie theaters speechless. I was like, I can't really review except for saying it was really good, but it was so different. I mean, I don't even know this actor guy. I didn't know... That was his first time acting in a movie. Yeah, everything felt... And I felt, thought he did a really great job. Everything um, felt genuine from him, and I... I don't know. It, There's I, definitely some good character development in there. Yeah. Just, um, Did you notice they uh, they 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 uh, costumed him like Hitler? They had the comb over. They had the slightly wider mustache than Hitler. Oh God, it's really funny. Did you notice that? I did I not. Did, actually, but now that you pointed out, that's really funny. Yeah, and that actually, I'm going to jump in here on Nelson, Go for and, it. and I'm going to agree with Bill. Um, I feel like there's three things that I had problems with. And, and here's, I'll, I'll preface all of this with saying it was the second best movie of the summer. Star Trek beat the shit out of it. Um, but that's just me. Okay. <laughs> I thought District 9 was good. I thought it was very, very applaudable. I thought it did a lot of things right. Where it failed for me, um, two things. Number one, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the history, but it was actually a short-form film that was on the internet for a while. Yes, it was, um, uh, was it Alive in Joburg, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Was, it was cut like the first part of the movie, right? Yeah, and, and that was done by Neil Bloomkamp, correct? Yeah, yes, that was, uh, that was so, yeah. where I got to start. Okay. And it was genius. Like, the first half of this movie, to me, was done exactly the way Cloverfield was not. Like, Cloverfield sucked balls. It was awful, terrible piece of shit. I um, disagree. Okay, well, you're wrong. Anyway, <laughs> Cloverfield was a piece of shit. And the reason why it was a piece of shit was because it was shot in a method that made you have to believe these guys just stumbled into this event 
Meanwhile, your real life self sitting in the chair watching a screen is saying this is a story, which means the way it was filmed and the actual movie completely just butted heads. It didn't work, which means your suspension of disbelief is gone from the very first second you start watching the movie. So you can't really get into it, right? Um, now you can because you like crap, but I personally couldn't get into it. Um, and I do this, by the way. I don't actually mean that you like crap. I just, I like you. You're my friend. Okay, anyway, so District 9 starts off really strong with this hybridized, after-the-fact interview style that's all spliced together saying, yeah. hey, yeah. this shit started I, happening, right? I do I love how like, they kind of did it 20 years after. I thought that was really cool. And then explained Yeah, that and I felt like that could have really well. carried that all the way through. And then when they cut to narrative... It was almost like someone saying, hey, watch this other film for a little while. That bothered me for a minute. Um, but the thing that really, really just kills me, and this is a personal thing, as you won't find this in other reviews, I'm pretty sure. It's just a Joe thing. I cannot stand it when writers decide they're going to hit me over the head with a clue bat and say, apartheid is bad. Don't do apartheid. Don't ever segregate people based on race. That's just no good. And here's why it's no good, because we as humans are bad people. I just fucking hate that shit. You know what I mean? Tell me a story that's great. Teach me a lesson that's great. Don't go off the rails and spend $23 bazillion on effects that blow my mind just to tell me apartheid's bad. You know? I mean, give me something else. I need characters. I need, you know... It isn't about the plot. No movie based on plot has ever been all that phenomenal or laudable. It's the movies that are based on characters who then drive the plot through, and it's believable and it's understandable. Godfather's not great because it had an awesome plot. The mob controls shit. What kind of plot is that? You love The Godfather because fucking Michael Corleone will cut your balls off and you're scared of him sitting in the chair. You know, I mean, 50 years later, everyone's going to be watching that movie scared to death of Al Pacino because he's fucking scary. That's why it's a great movie, you know? I mean, Star Wars was not, well, okay. Let's, <laughs> let's not go there. No, you, you killed yourself on that one. No, 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 no. I, I agree with you. I mean, Star Wars, I think, I think holds true to, to, to what you just said. I mean, if you look at the plot of Star Wars on paper, it's kind of silly and, and could have been done in a really dumb fashion, but because the characters in it were so great. Yeah. Well, wait, I mean, we are talking characters. about the original trilogy, right? Yes, yes. We're talking about Star Wars. Yeah, fucking the prequel trilogy. I mean, oh my god. Even if you just take, if even if you just take a New Hope and look at, look at what Luke was at the beginning of that movie and what he ended up as at the end of it, and, and how it seemed believable that he could go from a farm boy to blowing up the Death Star in. Well, you know, it was the, it was the surrender to a higher power motif, right? Where. You know, he believed in not only himself, but the force that was driving him, and, and it made him a better person. Right, and it was That's also how... the... Oh, sorry. We're getting off subject here, obviously, but... Uh, oh, it was no, also we're kind talking of about fun movies and stuff, yeah. It was, it was also kind of like the, the standard kind of heroic archetype of, of him kind of not wanting to go on the journey originally, and then he gets back and finds out that his you know, aunt and uncle are dead, and... He has nothing. He has no other choice but to go on this journey, and so he does. And right, thus, but, and that's, so. that's sort of the other thing is what I was telling my buddy while we were watching the movie is I'm sitting here watching this film and I'm blown away until the enemy mind scene. You know the the sequence where um, and I never can say his name because with a W is like Wedek or whatever. It's, you know the main character and the alien have to join forces even though they're 
now mortal enemies, even though the, the you know, the human is a little bit more of an antagonist than anything else. But it it was like, holy shit. How quickly did that, that alien forgive him? I mean, how quickly was that whole thing just completely whitewashed? And it's just like, you know what? I don't want you in here, but I have to deal with you. So, okay, I'll help you, whatever. You know, I mean, that dude had a chance to completely lambaste the guy who completely screwed him the other day and try to manipulate his kid. You know, I mean, anyway. Yeah, I, I just... and, and um, I was waiting for the part where um, the alien's going to just turn back on the, the human and just... You know, take the take the canister and then go home and not help anyone. You know. Well, but I mean, next you kind of expected that, yeah. I mean, it was like uh, if if Kafka had written Enemy Mine and then spliced in the fly. You know, that's what you have in this movie, and it was just kind of like put in the anti-apartheid shit, and it's you know, I was expecting a Bono song near the end there. It was just kind of getting old, uh, and I just, I, I, it's not the kind of movie I want to go see again. I guess. But that's a me thing. That's not a... I mean, I think that most film people are going to look at this and go, oh my God, those aliens look like they were really standing there and the, the collision factors of all of the CGI, which, if I'm not mistaken, there was only one alien that wasn't CGI and it was the one that was laying on the examination table Yeah. Um, in, in, the, in the lab. Everything else was completely CGI. And for that, I thought it was very, very impressive. I was completely immersed in that part of it. I, I really saw them as beings, you know? Yeah, yeah. And how they we humanized them with names and everything. Like, his name was, like, Christopher or something like that. Christopher yeah. Johnson. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, District 9? Uh, humans are dicks. That's basically... And plot. apartheid is bad. Yep, so... Don't forget that apartheid's bad. That's, it's the point of the movie, folks. Yep, we're, we're a bunch of dicks. That sucks, but whatever. It was, I give me a Halo movie, damn it! Give me a Halo movie. Yeah, that that's what I want. Make me happy. But the thing it. is, at this point, if we get a Halo movie, it's obviously not going to be um, Peter Jackson, and yeah. it it probably would have been best with him. Yes, definitely. I, uh, who I, who? Like there were rumors floating around recently of Steven Spielberg doing no, the Halo movie. No, that no, I that, that I, no, no. I not only do I not think that will happen, but I don't want it to happen. No, no, no. We don't need any Spielbergs or anything. It's almost on. like I would rather let the Halo movie die at this point than get a shitty one. The only, you know, the only... you know, that's what we'll get. Wasn't yeah. Halo Three an attempt at a Halo movie? Honestly, I mean. It sucked, but, I mean, wasn't it really an attempt at just telling a, a story, which wasn't very good? I'm yes. scared of a Halo movie. I, I, it, I don't understand Come on, who Halo plays Halo there. for the story, honestly? I mean, Well, that's my point. Why do you want a Halo movie, then? That's The movies, yeah. I mean, the story sucks. The story <laughs> is a loose, a loose thread that ties together a poor and it, it, and it clone goes of back. basically, you know, um, Half-Life and, um, oh, shit. What's the the Half Life plug in thing that got all popular and everybody loves? Gary's Counter-terrorist. mod. Yeah. Who cares? But um, <laughs> goes back to what you were talking about with characters. I mean, this also applies to video games. Look at Master Chief. He's a pretty goddamn uninteresting protagonist. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not uninteresting if you've actually read any of the books. And I will say that I have read one of them. No. But the books are after the fact, right? It has nothing to do. That takes. That's a creative writer going in and saying, you know what, I see potential here and I'm going to do something. 
that's not really the Halo universe or anyone involved in Halo. It's not actually, like actually some some of the, some of the actually uh, people from Bungie, yeah, Bungie wrote some of the novels. Like they have they've had a lot of it. They've had a lot of input on the novels. Actually, the um, the first novel was wa- was based on um, Bungie's Halo Bible. Which they gave oh. to the to the author and like said, all right, if you're gonna write a Halo Halo novel, this is what you need to know. Right, yeah, but did a Halo writer actually write that novel, or did the writer write... of the novel become a, a Bungie staff afterwards? Well, I know I don't, I don't know about the first writer, but I know that uh, one of the more recent books, which was um, Contact Harvest, was written by a Bungie staff member. Okay, I mean, and if he has a penchant for writing, that's good. Why doesn't he show that in the actual game? Is my question. Because the game's written like shit. It's, I mean, I don't know. It's it seems like a loose thread to tie together some really cool weaponry and driving a buggy around, and I'm gonna shoot at my friends. And you know, essentially, what I've always seen Halo as is you know PC gaming for non PC gamers. About five years too late. I just never got it. That was the that I think is why the original Halo was so successful, is because it gave you. It was really the first game that that. Um, was able to give console gamers the feeling of, you know, PC first-person shooters. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, and it just, I don't know. Boy, Halo 3 left me going, oh, wow, what the fuck did I just waste my time on? It was not right, that but there, then there are those, And then there are those kids that just play the multiplayer for... I mean, like, it's still, like, one of the most played games on Xbox Live, so... Well, it's the reason why we can't have more than 100 friends on Xbox Live is because they can't kill Halo 2. Yeah, I heard, I heard about that. Yeah, that's the only reason. It's the only game left with any meaningful statistic on Xbox Live. They can't dump it, so they can't boost us up to 100 or more, ex, you know, gamer tags. And that really sucks, too, because, you know... Not that I'm super popular, but because I like to add people that I've gamed with and enjoyed, I can't. I have to go and dump people to make room for other people. I'm actually really close to dumping Nelson, but oh, you know something shit. keeps me from doing that. That sucks. That sucks. Well, I think but it's because yeah, you dump just them. Me. Oh, don't don't dump me! I thought I thought we were BFFs. Just dump them. Just just no, that's Facebook, right now. We could be BFFs on Facebook and not oh. on Xbox. Okay, fine, fine. Be like that. Dump me. So, done. Okay, as I'm being dumped by Joe, let's move on to our next topic, our last topic of the night. Bill has been following up and staying on German time for Gamescom. And we'll just quickly go over. Excuse me? Germany. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow, when Boston people do German accents, that's incredible. (laughs) You like that? No. You like that? And so, turn you on. Bill is going to nope. go over the three big companies. Tag, yeah. <laughs> Stop. So go ahead, Bill. Take it away. We'll go ahead and start wherever you want to start. All right. Well, In a German um, accent. No. I'm, I'm, I'm freaking Joe out, I guess, so I'll stop. Uh, so I guess we'll start with the most obvious place to start, which is the huge fucking news to come out of Germany, which was... The announcement of the PS3 Slim, it exists. Oh my god. All the rumors are true. And you know what's the funniest part about it? I found out I found it out first on Gizmodo and the weird like you wouldn't have guessed that this one retailer would crack the news open first and it was Kmart's website. Oh my god, that's still so <laughs> K- 
funny. Kmart came out with on the front page of their website, the rumors are reality. And you're like, what? You click on it, you go to a PS3 Slim pre-order page, and you're like, what? Kmart is the next Kotaku. <laughs> yeah, dude. Kotaku Mart. <laughs> do it, do it. But, Kotaku, um, if you're listening, yeah. do it. So, basically, I think that this was marketing fucking genius on the part of Sony. They let these rumors run rampant all over the internet. They, like, when, um, was it, was it, uh, Engadget that first posted those pictures of the, um, the box and the, like, the, at the, that got taken at the factory, like, two months ago or something? And I then... Th- I, I saw that on Kotaku, but I think that might have been on Engadget, yeah. I think Engadget first leaked that story. And then... Sony, like, put out a cease and desist order, and then Gadget put up the cease and desist order, and was like, yeah, we got to take... And, like, it was just, like, this whole thing where Sony wasn't necessarily saying that the rumors weren't true. They were just letting them get, like, more and more press. So it got to the point where, like, people were people were going nuts over this thing, like, waiting for the PS3 Slim, and now that it was announced, like, from what I understand, it's the pre-orders on Amazon are... are uh, kind of insane but it's just another ps3 though but it's right but it's it you still don't get ps3 compatibility no no, they didn't release this to implement any new features they released it because the playstation 3 in terms of um user base is behind xbox and the wii Mm -hmm. and this is a market rebranding for them this is a reboot of the PS3 image. I think it's a chance for them to finally dump PS2 reverse compatibility, which has been the biggest thorn in their side ever. I mean, I the really, only reason... I, I think it's a thorn in their side. I don't think it's the biggest thorn in their side. Well, okay. I mean, aside from absolute marketing ineptness, the inability That's, to yeah, build a console exactly. worth oh, shit. Um, let's see. I mean, I got tons of Sony hate for you. I, I was a PS2 fanboy. Loved the damn thing hated xbox and then the ps3 and xbox things showed up and i was like wow i'm not even touching it no way um i was i I was reviewing stuff for magazines at that time and i got a review copy of a ps3 and a review copy of the xbox and it was like it was very clear xbox you know microsoft has a light on in the attic where sony just flat out does not sony had no clue about internet connectivity digital presence networking friending um, nothing whatsoever. They had no support for it, and they had no idea how to handle it. And frankly, neither does Nintendo, but Nintendo understood it and went a different direction. They were like, you know what we'll do is we'll hit casual gamers. P- you know, Sony went the the double miss. They went, you know, we're going to go hardcore, and we're not going to get internet. So you, what now? First of all, I think... I agree with you that in terms of features, the PS3 is lacking compared to the Xbox. But I don't know when it when it comes to, to internet connectivity you're right. PlayStation But that doesn't network. fucking matter because look at the Wii. I think I think what it comes down to is price. And the fact that the PS3 has been more expensive than the Xbox and the Wii for how long has it been out now? 3 years? Yeah. I think 3 years is November. That, I think that that is I think it's as simple as that. No. I think that's why Sony is not doing as well as Nintendo and Microsoft. Um, it, I don't think so much. To... There's so I much agree. argument there. I mean, it's 
it isn't even just a gamer preference type of argument. There's some very severe analysis that's taken place in Advertising Age and other places that has shown where Sony has completely missed the ball, even in Japan. I mean, you know, at launch, the PS3 dwarfed the Xbox by a factor of, I think it's three to one. And right now, there are actually more Xbox 360 consoles sold in Japan than there are PS3s because developer support is lacking. It's awful. If you talk to an actual game developer who's tried to work on multi-platforms, they'll tell you the Sony API is god-awful. Right, but, but if... elements, you know, if, out of games. Go ahead, sorry. If the PS3 had, has, had sold more consoles than the Xbox 360, then those developers would would have no problem earning no, I agree with you because they earn more money on it. There's there's a lot of problems money solves. The problem is it hasn't, and we have to look at why. Right. And it isn't about games. I mean, when you look at somebody like a Namco who's coming out and saying, we're going to put Tekken 6 on the Xbox 360, Namco has sold to no other console developer in history up until Soul Calibur on Xbox. That was it. I mean, it was them testing the waters, and they were uncomfortable doing it. They actually came out and said, look, Sony, get your shit straight. Or we're going to release out the 360, and Sony very obviously didn't get their shit straight. When Namco takes a stand like that, I mean, and the other side of it is Namco kind of sees the writing on the wall, the internet gameplay, the ability to meet for me in 2009, let's say, I'm not even going to talk about the average internet user, I'll talk about the hardcore gamer. The chances are they know more people online from the internet in general than they do in real life, even kids in school have more closer more close relationships with people their age online in the games they play on you know the PC or on any other console than they do in real life. The sitting on the couch together and doing games together thing is kind of over. And it's really hard to try and pitch any environment where that's not a staple of the gaming platform unless you're doing it the way Nintendo does, where there's two avatars on the screen, not split screen, where they're marketing casual gamers, old people and six-year-olds. You know, any console that involves waggling, I don't want a fucking part of. And I, I, I had all three of them at once. I analyzed them all fairly. I gave them a chance. Mario Galaxy was about the closest thing I came to enjoying myself on the Wii. Um, Mario, aside Gal- from bowling. Mario Galaxy was a lot of fun. I will give yeah, you that. Yeah, I'll agree. I, that was honestly the last game I played on the Wii. Not to interrupt you, sorry. Mm. This is It's discussion, man. It's dialogue. You have to tell me to shut up at some point. Um, but that's the thing is that when you look at Sony versus Xbox, Xbox did three things right. They came out a lower price point. They diversified their processing. And, and by that, I mean simply they just put three cores in the damn thing and said we're going to have three guys pushing 450 pounds rather than one big-ass processor trying to push 600. You know, mm-hmm. um, they, they were able to keep up with the PlayStation at a negligible point of difference graphics-wise at a much lower cost. Genius. I mean, they took they made a massive technological decision there, and then Xbox Live capped it. It was over. When you put Xbox Live on top of, if you were to take Xbox Live just transplant it over to the P- PS3, PS3 would dominate, even at the higher price point, because the online network, the continual downloading of content, the ability to you know expand the stuff I've already purchased, it, it's huge. You know, so, and don't even get me started on the Netflix thing. So, Bill, do you feel do you feel that? Um the rebranding, quote unquote, from you, uh, is going to help Sony. Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, obviously, we'll have to wait until the NPD numbers come out, but I do think that we're going to see a significant increase in 
PS3 sale. I agree with you. This Christmas especially. Um, yeah, definitely. Perfect. Will it ever yeah. beat 360? No. But I agree yeah. with you that this is absolutely yeah. a chance for them to kind of say, hey, guys, you know, check us out. We're still I think here. this is a good move on their part. Yeah. I, I will agree that Sony definitely needs to work on their online plan. I'm not... I don't. I really don't have a problem with uh, PS3 online, though. It's actually not not bad. It definitely doesn't have all the features. <laughs> yet. Well, now, yeah, but I didn't. I didn't get a PS3 until last year, whereas I had my 360 way before. I had a 360 and decided to buy a PS3, so that's where I'm coming from on that. And yeah, I don't. I, it's not something I regret. Yeah. The, look at home. PS3 home. If you oh. look at, uh, it's a it's a clusterfuck. It was a Why does joke. That even exist? I, they just can't go back on it. They've already poured. I mean, it's one of those classic cases was, of not being able to cut your losses. So they got a closed beta invite for that, like, I think a few weeks before they launched the open beta. And, you know, I used it maybe, like, the first two days. It was, it was all right, and I got bored of it. I didn't see what the appeal was. Like, I really didn't. I'm like, okay, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't go on to, like, you know, Second Life or anything and do these types of things. Why do I want to do it on my PS3? It's funny because I remember when the, when the uh, PS3, this might have even have been before the PS3 launched, I had a friend who, who sent me an article online that talked about home and everything that was in, you know everything that was supposed to be in it, and he was ranting and raving about it, and it got me excited about it. And then you know it kind of slipped my mind for a few years, and then it came out, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about this thing. And man, did that not live up to any of the hype. Hmm. Okay, so I guess with that awkward silence, I guess we can start in wrapping up the show. Start wrapping up the show. Okay, how do, how do we wrap up the show? I'm I'm new to this format. I don't know. I, I, I I'm new too. So let let's let's try to just wrap wrap it up. So. Okay. Um, well, I'll say that uh, I enjoyed talking with Bill and with Raul. And with you, Nelson. Oh, thank you, thank you. We're still being. You know, you, you don't you don't have to do the formality of being nice to Nelson. We all know you don't enjoy his company. None of us. You already do. dumped me on Xbox. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I added you back. You can friend me if you want. No, I mean I like Nelson. He's okay. I mean, just look at those cheeks. Who could who can refuse those cheeks? I just want to pinch him. I want to kiss that young man right on the cheek and be like, "Here's a Werther's candy, young young whippersnapper." <laughs> Okay, all right. Well, um, that was our podcast. I don't know how to end this shit yet. I'm still learning. Um, Do you have some cool music? Can you play us out? Uh, um, I don't have a keyboard cat, cat but in, play, usually play. in post I put put music at about this time. So yeah, once keyboard cat like once shit starts showing up on entertainment tonight and fucking mainstream or urbanoutfitters.com. Yeah, yeah, give up. Whatever. I'm actually at the point now where I think if it shows up on Reddit, I'm done with it. Like, I just don't care anymore. Really? I mean, I'm so done with memes. Like, this whole fuck Sears meme, and, you know, it's it's stupid. You know, back when you could actually rely on having a little joke that no one else would know about, it's fun, it's part of your culture, great. But now that everyone's part of the culture, because it's a tool everyone has, and they can't help but be a part of it, you know. It's not fun anymore. Uh, well, I think it will be soon. I think it'll be guys like us who start their own little subnet that you know, kind of you know, start all over again. But right now, I am completely burnt out on internets. I am not having a good time on internets. No, I'm sorry um, to hear that. Yeah, I'm not leveling at all. I'm just stuck. <laughs> Did all this stuff clog the tubes for you? Don't worry, they're raising the level cap. I heard. 
<laughs> I would I would like to see an internet too. I'd like to see like basically you have to have a license, and I would I would volunteer to write that test. Um, I think honestly, if you don't know what a PBX is, you don't get in it. Period. And it's not a peanut butter and X sandwich. It's, oh God. Um, but I mean, you get what I'm saying. Like I think yeah. you need to have a culture test to get there. It's the endless September thing is absolutely true now. And if you don't know what that is, Google it. Um, you'll know. You'll know in short order. Um, All right. So in Joe's. Perfect world, Internet 2, watch out for it. You'll need to have a license, and you have to type full sentences, and you cannot use abbreviations like my No, abbreviations are fine. Abbreviations that make sense, not, I don't want you for Y-O-U. That's just lazy. That's pathetic. LOL is fine. I like LOL. I like the cutie little acronyms and shit. Acronyms are always okay. But when you reduce a word down to one letter, fuck you. <laughs> no. really, like unless it started out as one letter, you know, or you typo, that's fine too. But you are the letters U and R. Go to hell. <laughs> Type it. All you know, right. I mean, uh, no, but, Joe, Joe, Joe. I gotta tell you this. You may, you may want to like, you know, start patenting this idea because obviously somebody might listen to this podcast and be like, um, I'm gonna steal that. I, there's no such thing as a stolen idea, man. Ideas are out on the ether, and we all kind of share in them, and we all take part in them all together. Um, but anybody who steals this shit, I'm going to fuck you up. You hear me? <laughs> okay. So we got to end this podcast. Um, we're going a little bit over time, but that's okay because jo- – oh, fucking phone. See? Look at that. Um, I guess that's the sound that we got to go because we're overtime and Joe has always has a lot to say. Thank you, Joe, for being a guest. Um, you can come back whenever you want. I don't care. You can even butt into a show if we're recording and be like, hey, I want to say something. I, I don't care. You're my you just replace Nelson with Joe. Awesomeness. Like, stupid. You can't replace Nelson. I'm just... Wow, he left. Okay. Well, holy shit, he did. I go to answer an email, there's no more Nelson. Jesus Christ. No, he just, he just had to like throw his little hissy fit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, I know. I was just playing along, man. But I know you I love know Joe more than me. So oh, you know Nelson, what? you know Fuck what you need is a full sleeve wow tattoo. No! Go with that no. dick of yours. That'd no. be awesome. All right. Well, thank you to Joe. Thank you, Bill. And Raul, uh, we will be back next week. Every Sunday, we do a live recording, and then we post it up on Monday, the day after. So Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time-ish, 7 p.m.-ish, we'll be on pixelategeek.com. Check us out. And also add me on Skype, i7x, if you want to call in at any time. No one called in today, so I guess we're not interesting enough. But, eh, whatever. So thank you all, and check out... Fark.com, because Joe works for them. Yeah, I, I work for Fark, because Fark is awesome. Okay, and... Really, honestly, let me... The one plug I'll give is that of all these stupid online communities... Hey! What? You just dumped me. Who dumped you? Who I, I didn't dump you. I didn't dump you. I heard about a thousand people drop off a of Skype. No, wow. no, no. Just go for it. Go. What were you going to okay, say? Well, anyway, of all the, dumb, uh, all the dumb online communities, if you walk into the newsroom of CNN or Fox or anybody else... You will see only one site, and that's Fark, on all day long. Anyway, that's it. That's my plug for <laughs> now I can now I can not get in trouble because every right. time I come on um, these things, and I help plug Fark. Okay, before we go, I guess uh, Jessica had something to say on the air. No one oh, called, boy. so I called. 
Oh, yay! Our better. first audience caller. Awesome. Yay! Okay, bye. You're not really yes. part of the audience, though. Yeah, I am. You're part no, of the family. No, yeah. I'm not. And you're, you're fucking you the host. What do you want? <laughs> you're right to the site. You were on. You were co-host last week. Only because I was, like, the last resort, see? <laughs> Once you've seen the host genitals, you're part of the fans. <laughs> Okay, and on that note, we gotta end it. Thank you all. Thank you all. We'll see you next time.